You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. Hello. Hello and welcome, Clone Club, to our AfterBuzz Season Two recap for Orphan Black, <laughs> and and it's the Clone Dance. The Clone Dance party never ends. A this Clone Dance party is a Clone Dance party because the Clone Dance party don't stop. That's it, right. It's that's true. That's right. It's even more appropriate now that we've had a major it, Clone Dance. Who knew? It's who true. knew we were foreshadowing an actual Clone? Club. I'd like to think that they stole the idea from us, but of course the episode was probably completed long before. And that's Matt Lieberman, the originator of the Clone Club dance. Your dance was a prediction in itself. It really was. And I'd like to think that some of the Helena dance moves were modeled after my own. Uh, A lot of thrashing. Um, <laughs> very animalistic, very powerful, very spiritual. So you're more of a Helena. I've seen Lieberman in the club. And I have to say... Yeah. I think I think they were probably following you around, just saying, "How do we get these moves onto mm-hmm. our show?" Yeah, when I'm there, everybody in the club getting tipsy. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, Tatiana <laughs> didn't know how to get into the space of Helena, and then one day she saw you out there on the dance floor. Well, yeah, let, so let me do let me do formal instruction. I introduced Matt Lieberman, the <laughs> yes. originator hello, of the club, club hello, dance, hello. who who has already said he's a Helena when he's on the dance floor. Very much. Uh, right next to him, let's go to Will Link. Hey. Who is uh, wh- who would you say you're under? I-, I would say you're kind of an Allison. You know what? I it, it, I don't want to be, but I pro- the fact that I'm not willing to dance here probably says I am. An you're Allison. totally oh, an ooh, Allison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, uh, Anna Koppel, who who would you be on the dance floor? I think maybe if a Cosima. A Cosima. I could see you be right. a Cosima. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I bring my oxygen tank, you know. <laughs> well, I just slip it off when it's time to get busy. And, yeah. And that leaves me, uh, I don't know if I introduce myself, Nando Velasquez, and I guess I, that makes me Sarah, I guess, yeah. right? If we want to do the complete set. I mean, you could be Felix, too. He was there. I could be or Felix. you could be Kira. Or could be Kira. Kira. She's got moves, man. Kira Skylar does. Wexler's she was, got moves. She was having a good time there. Felix yeah. is like the marker, though, for everybody. Everybody kind of like needs to keep their place around him mm-hmm. so that's, that's he's not a bad one to be yeah. he's not a bad one to be yeah. but I'd have to show my ass a lot <laughs> during the <laughs> season the probably not on the dance floor well no you saw that one that's clip of him that's the best place to show it he was in that <laughs> one yeah, yeah in the chaps first episode he had the chaps but not oh that's true yeah, yeah. that's so, right that's, yeah I'm not Felix floor. I'm not not on that set okay. not, not on dance not on that <laughs> dance floor anyway so uh, we we did actually a show yesterday uh, for the season finale, and uh, and myself and Matt were not able to make it, but we we no. had uh, we, we had a lot of meetings. Based. We had a lot of meetings over this. We had a lot of meetings. There's over a lot this. of hand wringing, a lot of tears, yes. mostly on my part. And we decided, and we decided to go along with the show with the two of you, which I, I heard most of it. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of it. No, no offense, it was uh, it was great though what I heard. Uh, and we're here to do recap, a full ass recap 
a full yes. ass recap yes. on you know, season two. In the chaps, in I the assless chaps. Maybe I am Felix. I can't get off of that. Apparently. You can't get off of that ass. Apparently, I can't get yeah, off of that ass. So let let me start off here since we're doing a general, a little bit of a of a finale recap for me and Matt, but also a general season two recap. What are you guys' impressions of season two overall? Um, you know, I think that there was a lot of world building. This was definitely a season um, about what is the series going to be. We had a really stellar ride through season one where we were very much uh, about, you know, it was very much about Sarah and her journey and figuring out what she's going to do, how to get out from under uh, all of the consequences of her actions in the pilot. Just as much as it was about her learning who she was and about Dyad and about Clone Club, it was very much about her... Uh, getting out from under taking Beth's life, uh, taking her, her life over, uh, so to speak. This epi- this season was about what is the series going to be going forward and blowing out the world. And I think they had a lot of balls that were in the air. And uh, some of them, you know, some of them fell better than others. I think that the ambition of the show... And some of the the episodes this season were among the best that they've ever had. Um, I do understand why, you know, I'm just reading some tweets. Some fans, I think, you know, preferred the more intimate story last season. Mm-hmm. And that maybe some of the storylines got away from them. I know, you know, I'm, I was disappointed that Kasima didn't have much to do this season besides be dying. So, like, you agree with those fans that they, they felt season one was... I, well, or, or I think it's I think they're different animals. I think it's very hard to compare them, and I'm more excited about what they're doing going into season three, having watched all of season two, um, even more than I was at the end of season one. You know, I, I I'm so excited about what they're going to be doing that I forgive perhaps some of the the weaker moments this year. I will say this was definitely a better cliffhanger when you think about it for season two. It's in it's comparison. world changing. Mm-hmm. You know, to have these male clones, like I understand it from a production perspective, especially, um, and I, I'm sure that this was like the one thing they knew they were going to do at the beginning of the year uh, when they started it, because uh, as we know, they write this show in a way that's unlike any other TV series where they don't pre-plan, they yeah. don't map out the whole season and then write it they take it episode by episode and i feel like we saw the seams because of that this year where you know since they were going in every direction some things got better served than others Mm. but from a production perspective so that tatiana doesn't have to shoulder the entire series herself i think it's very very smart to bring in these male clones um, and to now kind of expand the world even further. So we have our female clones, we have our female cast, but now we have this other side of things with Mrs. S, with Paul, with the other male clones and the military side, and hopefully we get some of their stories and get invested with them too beyond Mark. I'm okay. very excited by that. Fair enough. I think, think? That's a good, I think that's a good point with the characters because I think what season two did better was take some of the... Like, say, take a character like Donnie, for example, yes. who was kind of... I don't want to say a nothing character in the first season because he was very, but I mean they added so much dimension to him this season. So much depth, and and I think the word you used before was ambitious about the season, and that's why I actually think I like season two better because I like that they you saw them going for it, and to me the season hit the ground running, and with one speed bump in episode eight for me, other than that it kept it up for the whole season. Which was the speed bump, Tony. Yeah. Tony yeah. was the speed bump. That was that's fe- fair. Which but but yeah. you know what I almost forgive it because it was an ambitious idea. Yes. But it just didn't it 
made the story come to kind of a screeching halt for that episode, as far as I was concerned. They're taking a lot of chances with the series that I feel like other showrunners wouldn't, and that makes me just excited for anything that they're going to do. I feel like the Tony thing, just because they wanted to do it in season one, it's one of those things It was like a monkey on their back where they wanted to play with this idea. Maybe this wasn't the right time, but the pacing is so fast on this show there was never going to be a right time to take a break and introduce a new character just to do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you said, and I had read an interview with them, that they did say at the beginning of the season they wanted a male clone, but they had no idea who it was going to be, hmm. who was going to end up being the male clone. And they saw the actor, uh, Ari Millman, and they really loved the work he was doing. As Mark. Yeah, as Mark. And then they decided at a certain point, this is going to be our clone. And the scene in the bar between him and Paul, that confrontation, originally in that episode, Paul was supposed to kill Mark, but they changed it because they decided they wanted to keep him for the clone. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an EW this week with, uh, with, uh, Graham and, uh, and John. John. And John, yes. Uh, also an EW with, uh, with Dylan Bruce, he was saying that they took away um, a lot of his kills and gave them to other characters. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we're just supposed to speculate about that. He didn't give uh, the full. Uh, hopefully, maybe that's rundown. a DVD extra, kind of like the Donnie footage would be that a would DVD. Be great. Well, I mean, yeah. who died this year? I mean, Leaky died. Yeah. Leaky died. Mark stayed alive. Um, Leaky dying would make sense, Mike Paul. I maybe, can see that. Maybe. Uh, um, Ethan, well, Ethan, Ethan yeah, himself. or maybe other characters that were supposed to die that then they just couldn't bring themselves like, well, to well, kill, like Mark. Like Mark's Mark. one, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Mark's one, for example. Maybe Gracie. Maybe some. Maybe Hendrick. The other thing I loved about this season was we got so much more Helena. We got so much more Helena as a character. I loved her in the first season, but she was just kind of like the weird killer in a lot of ways. Where this, who had this like horrible religious upbringing or whatever, but. In this season, we got to see her let loose a little bit. We got to see her, this desire she had for family and stuff like that. And all those Helena scenes mm-hmm. this season. The just, road they trip worked. Oh, was so amazing. Good. Yes. Yeah. They, that was fun. That was absolutely fun. It's also difficult to follow up a surprise breakout hit. And I think everybody's always looking for season two to be mm-hmm. exactly as amazing as season one. Right. And it's never going to be. It's never going to be exactly the same experience. So, yeah, I mean, I, I am agreeing with everything you gentlemen are saying. Uh-huh. Um, and, but I just think for some of, some of, uh, yeah, again, the, the Twitter, the Twitter sphere that I've been reading, uh, there were maybe, yeah, some introduction of storylines that could have waited until season three. Mm-hmm. But, uh, overall, I mean, just so many new, interesting people and uh and depth of characters i and 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 i think with season one i was um and this is just my personal experience uh in watching the show with season one i was like everybody i know like you have to watch the show you have to watch the show and now with season two i'm like i just can't wait for season three and that's just Mm -hmm. my personal experience like i've settled into it and i just want to see what happens for me now yeah see that's what i think was lacking for me in season 2 and and i'm being i'm being critical here it's not that i didn't like season 2 but i will say that i i am one of those that felt season 1 was a little stronger partly because season 1 like when i remember that day i put that dvd in i'm like i'm going to watch an episode or two and then i'll i'll check out the next one tomorrow or whatever and i stayed home all mind blown day yeah because at the end of every episode was a major cliffhanger that made me want to watch episode two episode three episode four so on for this season 
much like what you said, it was very world building. They got to build the world around, which I loved. There were characters, there there were some storylines or some possible little things that got thrown away or never got mentioned again. Like Allison, I, I believe one of our fans asked about, you know, Allison's contract with Dyad. It never yes. really came mm-hmm. as a perfect example. Uh, really, uh, you know, there are just some things that just never got completed. Uh, I also felt that there was, there was an intention for them. I remember even brought it up earlier in the season that there was an intention for a bit of a horror genre at times. They wanted to definitely put some homages. The scene in the diner was a perfect example. And then the scene up in uh, Rachel's bedroom. Yeah, with was the uh, bloody one, bride. Was another great example. Probably my favorite of the season. And that, yes. that was season. beautiful. Yes. But I felt overall that the suspense from season one kind of was more steady. Mm-hmm. As opposed to season two, where it was a lot more up and down. We definitely got to learn more about characters. I mean, I mean, we wouldn't have seen in season one Donnie have this kind of an arc, which I thought was really, really great. Uh, we wouldn't have seen some other characters blow up. Uh, but at the same time, it was Sarah's story. It was all really about Sarah. It was Sarah's story and, and it was great seeing that, that bubble, that world in season one. What else was interesting about this season and, it didn't bother me, I think, as much as it did some people. But all the clones were kind of on their own little island, doing their yeah. own little thing. Like the thing you said about Kasima is is dead on. They didn't maybe give Kasima enough to do. But then again, I loved all the stuff they did with Allison. So for every little thing that mm. criticism, there's something I I love. But what was so satisfying about this final episode with that whole clone dance scene was seeing all of them together again as this family, as these sisters. And that's why I really loved that moment. I, I got a little emotional over that moment because all these characters I love had been so separated now to see them all together. And I believe the EW recap even said it would have been great if the season ended right there with the clone dance party because it was kind of cool to see. And it was a nice little treat for the fans. And and uh, I don't know if anyone's... Uh, I don't know if you guys have read the articles about it. It took them like two days two I'm sure a lot a lot of work and I don't think we'll ever based on what I read there it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound very likely that they would do a five clone scene because it was just such a pain in the neck to do but also so ambitious just having the four of them dancing in one scene in one shot like that and you know like it's really impressive you watch it back I mean, you can kind of, if you're looking for the seams, you can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of behind Helena, you see that, like, the couch doesn't really have depth and that they're, like, she's kind of, like, there seemed flat to be some green it. screen in there. Yeah, I a, little, a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, for what they're attempting, it, it's, it's really marvelous. You know, it, it's, it's funny looking back at the season. Obviously, we talked about the the lack of a of movement on the Casima front. Like in the first season, we had um, the intrigue of whether or not uh, Delphine was her monitor and her discovering it and the heartbreak there and you know the forging of their romance. Um, I feel like the stakes were not raised in terms of Casima should have died. Casima mm. should have died three episodes ago. And this is not me saying I don't like Kasima. I love Kasima. That's why I wanted her to have more to do. Well, I almost feel like, yeah, the way they used her, perhaps she should have died because she wasn't used that It would have had more weight and it would have made all of our other clones wake up and have to work Mm -hmm. that much harder to get out from under all this stuff. And also to have Dyad, you know, so seemingly kind of dealt with to, that that there is someone on the inside who is on top side who is now kind of a benefactor and may be able to protect them i feel like a, a lot of the danger is gone and also we had this whole thing of bringing in our um bringing in our not neolutionists uh prolethians prolethians only to have them uh, the storyline ultimately went nowhere now 
it did set up some very exciting things yeah. mm-hmm. in terms of we now have two uh cl- you know clone babies in play in Helena and in Gracie who is now married to a male clone very exciting we also don't know necessarily if Mark knows that he is a clone also exciting but and also if Mark can procreate which would also be really interesting that Hendrix used his sperm mm-hmm. in, in Gracie instead of instead, yeah. of instead of Mark's right because the girls couldn't procreate so why you know what makes you well, think maybe the guys he knew couldn't... that Mark wouldn't be able to perhaps the um i think Mark does the only reason I think Mark might know he's a clone. That scene with him and Paul? The scene with him and Paul, and also the scene with him and Henrik in episode nine, where they talk about his time in the military a little bit in this vague way, and I feel like he left knowing what he was, and maybe that was one of the reasons he left. Uh, what you said about the Prolethians, that's my number one thing I want to see in season three. I want them to be explored a little bit more. They didn't do as much with them as I thought they would this season. Right. They didn't really touch any of the other storylines. And I also, I, I'm big on the, the whole religious angle of them. And I, I want to know more of what they believe and what they are trying to do overall. And, and we were told by John Fawson in an interview said, we're not done with the Prolethians. Don't worry. We're not done with the Prolethians. But uh, they better get to it in season three. With the well, what I, what I do like about um, what I do like about Mark before we move on uh, to the clones is well, first of all, I, that first scene with him in season two, where it, it was it kind of was reminiscent of, of like the Terminator. Like Mark would mm-hmm. not stop going for her. So, I mean, without them even realizing it, because you figure when they shot that scene, they did not think Mark was going to be the clone. But that scene really is perfect for what the military probably want. From a bunch of male clones. They want yeah. nonstop, you know, animal machines that can just go, you know, can go after their target, whatever it is. And Mark really showed that in that first scene. Also, you guys brought it up, the whole thing with Paul, the whole interaction with Paul. I believe I even brought it up uh, two weeks, uh, last week, um, that I sensed there was some kind of relationship between the two yeah. of them. And now it seems like Paul did know about the male clones. He just yeah. kept that under his vest. Even if Mark didn't know Paul, Paul knew Mark. At least what Mark was. Yeah. So I think, I think really looking back, I think it's be really interesting to look back at this season, in particular all the scenes with, with Mark and whether the writers knew at the time that Mark was going to be a clone or not to see, to see if we could fill in the dots and see how, how perfect that was. Perhaps. And also look back at season one and take a look at Paul and his reaction when he finds out that he was married to a clone and that Sarah is also a clone. And thinking back on it, I mean, Dylan Bruce, you know, he play he underplayed a lot of those moments, mm-hmm. but now looking back, I mean, it can it's pretty plausible that he knew about his, that he was married to a clone the whole time, which makes it really creepy mm-hmm. that he was married to a clone, uh knew about it and, you know, makes him a really good actor technically if, yeah. if, if his character being a good actor if he's playing stupid that whole first season. Well, they were the they were engaged and I, I thought, or I, my recollection is that he infiltrated Beth because of Afghanistan. Right. He oh, was yeah. her monitor oh, because of Afghanistan. <laughs> but he was her monitor because of Afghanistan. But kind of like Donnie, but kind of like Donnie was a monitor and didn't know about the clones. We were not 100% clear it when Paul. What, 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 what we thought that Paul knew about the clones. Well, now it seems like he knew about everything. I'm right. assuming Afghanistan was a cover now. Right, right. Right. But, yeah. But, yeah. But that's... But Paul well, is definitely one of the, the things about this season that's also weird. He disappeared and, yeah, great. He came back in a military outfit and he's a double agent. But it was just very, very obvious his disappearance and it wasn't such a... 
I don't felt like, I didn't feel personally it was such a, such a big shock when he came back. Yeah. No. I, well, I mean, reveal. I think everyone was expecting, I mean, we Some can't end it. Some kind twist. The, yeah. um, I, I want to say one thing about the male clones, and I can't remember which one of you guys said it, but something about. I did. If I predicted it in, season, in the. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Not a, not a prediction, but I it was. was gonna say, I, I didn't want, I did want to toot my horn for one second. And say, it, I thought it was Felix, but I did say there was going to be a male. Yeah, guy. I thought, I thought it was going to be Felix. Well, the idea that this male character might, some, one of you said something about taking the weight off of maybe. Tatiana. The, yeah. Tatiana. And I actually, I hope that's not the case because one of the things I love about, well, beyond just loving her, I love that the show has been this kind of thing about sisterhood. And I really don't think they're going to make these male clones as big of characters mm-hmm. as maybe. I mean, obviously they're going to be doing stuff with Mark. There's a crazy clone locked up I there. agree with you. But I don't know how big of characters they're going to be. I don't think they're going to do it to the point where it takes any focus off of Tatiana's I feel com- role. Considering the fact that he was going to be killed in episode six, I think if they really wanted to make major, major characters out of several of Mark's clones, they would have had a full casting call. They would have had a plan in place a little bit sooner. I, I think he's a phenomenal actor. They but- don't plan. Yeah, that's the thing. So we don't know what they're going to do, really. Mm, that's true. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine they would do anything that takes away the focus from like the sisters that's fair but we already we have so many characters we need to thin the herd that's why i'm I'm kind of a few deaths this season would have really kind of helped a maintain the danger that's true and b you know like clear the slate for next year i'm with you on the casima thing because i'm i'm really torn about because one after the episode, I was so glad Cosima wasn't dead, but also, you're absolutely right. If she had died, there would have been this whole other emotional stakes that would have worked, so. Okay, I'm gonna throw out a prediction right now. Um, they'll just throw out, oh, Rachel didn't survive her eye infection, <sighs> That's whatever. Lame. And then everybody will say, oh, the big bad is gone, but then they'll come up with an even, like, bigger bad for Dyad, and it'll just be a different actor. Or the, or just a military big bad because a of this big bad, right? whole uh, well, male or it'll be Michelle Although I don't, I, I know Rachel can't be dead. She's going to come back with some eye patch or oh let's yeah, or let's, and a vengeance. Well, you know what? One let's of, talk about Rachel actually. Can, yeah. yeah. If if I may, one of our uh, uh, listeners was asking, is it possible that Who was it? Give, give um, credit, Lady Gothy Twelve. Okay. Um, if Rachel would get an eye transplant because they have parts from other clones. Creepy. That's creepy. I was about to say robot eye, but that's creepier. Dyad can do anything. I feel, I feel robot eyes makes more sense because I don't know if they have working clone eyes considering they couldn't really do, they didn't have successful clones. Or maybe they got a good eye out of one of these clones. If they took Jennifer apart when she died. But, you know, it would be interesting because considering the considering the uh, Neolutionists had different colored eyes, it would be kind of funny to see uh, Rachel kind of, in fact, turn into one of those Neolutionists oh, with the different colored eyes. Where were the Neolutionists this year? <laughs> Where were the tails? And that was one of the other things I missed. I missed tails. I wanted to see more biohacking. Neolutionists yeah. always seemed like they were Leaky's uh, groupies. 
And I guess maybe they don't work necessarily in Dyer. I kind of gave up on them once Leaky was dead, but I was, I did kind of miss them. That was a kind of really cool scene scene. Hey man, when your leader dies, you gotta avenge him. That's all (laughs) I Yeah, don't, doesn't the cult get bigger once the leader dies? Yeah, they canonize him and make him, you know, kind of a deity in their own image. He was too, he was too perfect for this. But remember, he's on a plane somewhere. Yeah. He was on a plane. That's right. So well, he's not modern yet. Sometimes. He's not modern yet. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. But let's talk about Rachel because uh last season Helena was more or less the big baddie. Uh and this season uh Rachel pretty much took that. Do you think she was uh do you think she was actually successful as a baddie? I was bummed out that what I considered to be depth that we received from her early on and midway through the season Unless she was really super faking, like, ultimately just didn't take. The fact that she wasn't emotional about her her parents and kind of mourning the childhood that she had and that she was that cold and that she was that all company, you know, all the time. It just kind of it made her shallower than she appeared to be when we met her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of a huge bummer. She wasn't really as engaging a villain as Helena, who there's a reason why we took to her so much is because she was conflicted. She was brainwashed as a child. She does have this sweeter side. And I think giving her the depth that she deserved would have ultimately served us better. That's the, that's how I feel. Hmm. Agreed. She seems like any sort of overworked employee who drinks too much and burned out. Yeah, and is burned out and flips out and overreacts and, you know, has a drinking problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the like perverse, messed up sex scene where she forced Paul to just basically be her prop. Um, but Dylan Bruce says that that was definitely consensual. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was surprised I mean, when I heard him say that, that actually. Yeah. That surprised really? me. Really? That comes yeah. from that entertainment week. That is yeah, not how it that. felt. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, especially now that we know he's a double agent, he probably realized, okay, yeah, like, I, well, that's I gotta true. do the yeah. job. Gotta do what I gotta, I gotta do. do. what I gotta do. I'm a double agent. Gotta do who I gotta do. Yeah, exactly. So I think that I think that for what um, Rachel was in the beginning of the season, I thought she was much more powerful. But even to, looking back now at the whole thing as a whole, to see uh, in the next to last episode, she ends up stealing Kira, and it pretty much starts off the se- the same way the season started with Sarah assuming that Rachel stole Kira. It just seemed like going backwards in a way. Hmm. And and in a way, yeah, I feel like maybe because she wasn't as well-rounded. I mean, obviously she, we, we were a little sympathetic to her. She was very, very cold. She had her moments. Right. Uh, I mean, we at least understand though why she's cold. I mean, I thought we got a lot of insight into, like, it, it was pretty rough to have to know she had to watch her father kill himself that was in front of her. And I did feel a little for Rachel until then she threw her like a hissy fit and started smashing bone marrow, mm. which I took as a direct, you know, reaction to this again, just feeding into her hatred of Sarah. And I feel like next season, Rachel is going to be even more crazed. Yeah. I just come out and say, I want to have a baby. Say, I hate you because I want to have a baby. If that's your motivation, then say it. Because her motivation was never clear. But no, I think it was clear that that was her motivation. And why say it if it's cl- I think that's... I mean, we, Because were- I want Sarah to know. I want Sarah to know, too. I would have loved to have seen her fess up to Sarah. 
because that would have been a beautiful scene to see. And I want, you know, I wanted maybe more scenes in this episode between Rachel and Rachel and Kira to show that it was more about wanting to have the daughter and being able to raise her than it was about bringing her to Dyad and doing her job. Do you think it might have been served if maybe she'd got Kira maybe an episode earlier Absolutely. and then we could have had a whole episode where we saw more of that than I think you're right. I think you're right. That would have been good. Hmm. One of our listeners, and you have it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, let's do more questions. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's um, get some of these. They, uh, they, um, they asked something about was uh, was that surgery so that Rachel could have one of Sarah's ovaries and try to have um, a baby? I think so that's he, a great. Yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah I think that was probably uh, again that would have been really awesome if Rachel said that, you know, mm-hmm. or if Rachel was like in the next bed about to receive it <laughs> yeah. or something. That would have been kind of cool too. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Right, that would have been like perverse. It would have been Cronenberg esque. No, considering the horror element, it would have been a perfect horror element. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to get to some more questions, you mentioned uh, Leaky uh, being on a plane, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber Marie asks, "Do you guys think that Delphine got on the plane to Frankfurt? Some viewers think she died." But I don't believe that. And I don't believe that either, but I could see why they're using the same language and then she has that vision of Delphine. Uh, but what, what do you think Delphine's role is going to be? That's what I take from in the next season. Is she away? When's she coming back? I think she's new, I think she's the new Vic, uh, or, or DeAngelis. I think that she's, uh, hopping out for a while and they'll bring her back when it's necessary, when they need it. I, I, I frankly, as much as I like her, she didn't, offer much this year she was promoted to a regular but most of the time she she was either you know talking to Kasima and either being in love or going against her or just serving functions of the plot but again that's partly because Kasima wasn't used that well either right and obviously she was with Kasima Kasima in just about every single scene so it, it hurt her as well as right. a character well, so I'm fine with yeah. that. I, I could, you know, I could see her go. I, I could see her not it, come back. It's not like she could be the inside man on Dyad anymore. Well, maybe, maybe not. Oh. Um, Twitter follower Franzi at M-O-E-R, oh, sorry, M-O-H-R. Let me start one more time. More. M-O-E-H-R-S-C-H. Um, lives in Germany. Said that uh, she discovered some interesting trivia that in Frankfurt, there are two buildings, Castor and Pollux. So that might be, and they are twin towers, and one is taller than the other. So I'm guessing that's Castor. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) So interesting, and that might come into play. Curious. That's where she was sent was Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. Let's let's get another 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 one here. Uh, This one's interesting. Uh, Leah McHugh uh, asks, "Do you guys think that there will be a time jump between season two and season three? Because I want to see Kasima back to full health as soon as possible. I think we also kind of talked about a little the idea of a time jump a few episodes ago with maybe a pregnancy or something right, like that. Right, you could skip nine months. You know, it's funny. I thought that there would be a time jump until I saw this final episode, and now I don't know that it's necessary. Yeah, because uh, I think that it's more interesting." To have uh, Helena and um, and Gracie as pawns and as the 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 things that everyone's trying to get their hands on versus babies because like we saw it this year with Kira being the thing that everyone wanted it just it got boring after a while. You can only have so much not without my daughter. Right, kinda. and it's just it's kind of like you know uh, the scene the scenes between. 
if, if it was Sarah and not Kira, I'd rather see Sarah be the pawn and not Kira because it's more interesting to watch Sarah face off against against the bad guys than it is to see a kid or a baby. I, I would I think you don't need it. If they do do it, I understand why because no one wants to watch a pregnancy go over several seasons. But I don't know. Well, that's why I was thinking originally that maybe the baby's not going to survive uh, in Ooh. in uh, in Helena because I just feel like I also feel like if we did even do a time jump, kind of partly what you said before about you know we already have Kira and that's already a motivation for some people to get Kira that uh, having a baby is much harder to carry around and to you know especially if you're on the run or if you're you know where where do you get to you know it's just very cumbersome yeah. so I feel like for the writers it would definitely be a bit of a of a corner to try and. Uh, Right past, and also just throwing this out there as as screwed up as I know it is, mm-hmm. um, if the babies aren't born yet, they aren't babies; they're miracle stem cells that could potentially make people live forever, uh, and I, I that could like potentially that. be a far more interesting plot device than you know mm. babies that we will never see grow up. I like that; that's very interesting. Or mm. brain flash. We don't skip nine months; we skip. 20 years in the future or 100 years in the future after maybe a couple years because if they're clones it's still the same people it's still Tatiana and what's the name of, of the guy who plays Mark? Uh, Ari, Ari. Ari it's still Tatiana and Ari and we could throw this years and years into wait, the future you know, you know what would be awesome if we With did new this characters. Wait, but this what would be awesome if, if we did a time jump let's say about 18-20 years in the future and we had old Tatiana playing all the older characters and Ari playing all the older characters and then we have Charlotte being played by Tatiana yeah. in, a, a, as her actual age that would be pretty trippy that would be really I, cool I like this uh, I, I want to really see this show too I want to see both of these shows I want to see the current Orphan Black and then Orphan Black the next generation <laughs> so I've I've had I've seen questions and heard things uh, did did Paul want any clone to go into the military or was it specifically Helena and did they want because she could conceive and did they want her to conceive naturally with Mark to make like super clone and perfect baby ooh that's that's a very interesting idea um, the question is, can our, I, I saw someone use the term why clones on, on Twitter and yeah. I like it. That's the Uber fan. Mm. That's the Uber fan. Mm-hmm. I like why clones. Question is, can the why clones conceive, do they have genetic material? We don't know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I do think Helena is potentially the most valuable short of Sarah because, uh, she can conceive and she has intimate knowledge of the Prolethians mm-hmm. that uh, no other clone has. So that so, would make sense. So if the if the military wants to wipe out a faction that is not cooperating with them and has been really detrimental to the female program, to Project Lita, I can totally see them using her to get to them. Can I just say one thing also? One, I just want to backtrack just about the male clones. The, the only problem I seem to have with this is that they created male clones and they created female clones. Yes. And the male clones are for the military. And the female clones, we, we still haven't figured out really their purpose, but it seems like they all want to have babies. That's been, that's been the, the really, in, uh, you know, for, I'm, I'm really 
just throwing well, throwing I, them I mean, in a little corner like that. I mean, but Allison I really do feel isn't baby crazy. No, no she's not. not. And Sarah isn't baby crazy. But, uh, she's crazy about her baby. My point is, my point is, why couldn't the military? Abortion. Why couldn't the military say, let's have these really awesome clones, and they could even be female, and they could be more like spies? It's a little I, I, sexist. It is a little sexist. It's actually say, very sexist. To have the male clones as the soldiers, it, and then the female clones are like, yeah, we're just going to experiment with them, and whatever their it, purpose is. Experiment. It's sexist, but a military project started then. They weren't going to be created just by the nature of the military. Right, because military, the 70s. And yeah. the militaries are going to be cr- trying to create these male super soldiers because the military sexist. Yeah. What, so, do, you, what do you think, Anna? You want to weigh in? Um, they, it also wasn't started specifically male. It was male and female um, and the military kept the male faction of it and, uh, and okay. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably just a, a, an aspect of their partnership was we'll collaborate together to invent cloning um, but, you know, we want the ones that we can turn into soldiers uh, and you can have the other ones, and it's just like an even split. Hmm. Um, I don't know that the plan was ever to have them breed together. This was all meant to be just the first batch as they, you know, positioned uh, global politics and uh, and legislation towards the point that cloning became legal when hmm. they could just make more that could breed and could produce super clones. Um, we, we had mentioned Helena before. I wanted to make sure I got some of this. Uh, Suzette. M is asking where we think like Helene is going. What are predictions for possibly where they're, what are they taking her? What are they going to do with her? Well, I mean, we touched on it a little bit. Um, It's a very good question. They could take that storyline in dozens of ways. I think I'm hoping that a lot of, not maybe a lot, but uh, there's, because I really was bothered by the fact that when Helena was taken back by the Prolethians, it seemed like no one bothered to try to find her or help her. They were all in their own stories. Oh, I really hope now that we had this great scene of them all coming together, there's a little bit of uh, the clones coming together to try to find what happened to Helena. Hmm. If they really oh. care that... I mean, they bonded with her a little bit at the clone dance party, but, you know, Sarah could take her or leave her at times, so it really is a matter of... I think now they're committed to the idea that she's the one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing we definitely have to get to, uh, because I, I'm seeing it everywhere, is uh, what happened with Kira and Kasima on that bed? Did, yes. Did mm. Very Kira, good question. Right. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, somebody had said, um, I'm not sure who at the time, and I don't know where I remember where I read this exactly, but somebody had said, was it like, does Kira, was it Kira's like these powers that we don't understand that like brought Kasima from the brink of death? Or, you know, did Kasima. It just wasn't her time to die. I don't necessarily know if there were powers to that scene. I don't know. I mean, it was definitely, it was a fake out to be sure. I think it would have been very powerful if she had just, if she had died. Like, it it, it just, it would have been very powerful if she had died and Kira had to react to, you know, someone who looks just like her mother passing away. And it could have been a very powerful, quiet moment. I honestly, you don't just keep her alive... I think it has to be powers. It has to be something. Whether her healing ability has, you know, radiation-like properties where if you're in proximity to her, you heal faster. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> but I have no. we have no explanation. It doesn't make any sense. I don't... Now that Kasima didn't die, I assume she is not going to die at right. all. Because now she's got, like, the key. Otherwise, don't give her the key to 
cure herself. Exactly. So now I think Cosima. That's why they couldn't kill her because she was the only one who could decode the book. Yeah. And at the same well, time, that's why it would have been awesome to kill her because as long as she's around, you know things are going to get this. You know. You, and then yeah. maybe you have to go to someone like Delphine, who maybe you have mixed feelings about, and she's the one who then has to step up to the plate and try to right. decode the book. See, the that could have been yeah, interesting. Or Scotty, oh. even. Or there's a lot or of people Scotty. who could have. Or Kira, when she gets older, maybe. I, I you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you guys had asked the the question before about Allison uh, and. Twilight Spears also asked, what are your thoughts of the fact the contract Allison signed at the end of season one hasn't been addressed yet? And that kind of surprised me, too. I thought there would be a scene where she at least goes into Dyad to get, uh, uh, you know, an examination Dyad, no. Honestly, or something. I just think it was something that the writers just dropped. I think kind of like the disappearance of Paul and a few yeah. other things that just didn't make 100% sense. But or it just I, wasn't fun. I or, completely yeah. disagree. I completely disagree. And here's why. Because... Uh, Sarah just signed herself over to Diet as well. And I think they're building that one clone at a time because Cosima was the first to sign herself over into mm-hmm. Diet. Uh, and I think so one clone at a time, they've been signing their, their rights and their lives away. Uh, you know, bureaucracy. Um, and I think that they have just been setting this up for maybe a, a bigger storyline. Yeah. The thing about that bureaucracy, though, is I still, and I think I said this back when the season started, in reality, what legal leg would Dyad have to stand on? No, we have to take these women who are, you know, human beings, and we're going to just hold them and experiment on them just because they sign. I mean, I, it's like slavery. I, I can't see them being able well, to do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's definitely. Uh, and maybe that's a reason. On season one cliffhanger a little bit. Maybe well. that's a reason it was dropped because maybe the realities of it were kind of sketchy. I just feel that if she, uh, really quickly, I just feel that if she really, if that if that contract really meant anything, she would have been better protected this season when she was in rehab, when she was going through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I really feel Daya would have stepped in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Here's a thought, though, just to keep in the back of your mind. Obviously, you know, if the clones came to the government and were like, we're clones, this company is trying to, you know, keep us and experiment on us. They say that they have a patent. We kind of, we signed this contract, but it really can't be enforced. That does expose what the government and what Dyad did in cloning these people. But it also brings the conversation to the public, which is exactly what they want. So it's entirely possible that they use they use this uh these contracts this leverage to get the clones to make the mistake of trying to appeal to anyone or to the public which is exactly what they want because it will bring the conversation of cloning out into the world and potentially give dyad the go-ahead to make more i'm very curious where the allison storyline is going to go from here because she did feel very separate from the other things now and now i just want now that her marriage has kind of been healed and and things seem to be working out for her, i'm very curious how allison fits into the storyline next year i don't want her to become like a like the betty draper of this show you know where she's always off on her own Storyline. Well, again, that's that's part of the whole world building, which I'm hoping they really consolidate. I would love to see a super team of clones, just <laughs> the four of them with different, uh, different, you know, uh, recon missions or something like that, all united together. We saw a little bit of that uh, in the season finale, and I, I hope they kind of keep that 
going because I think it would be really awesome to see them working with each other more often. Uh, do we have one more question? We'll do one more. Um, we no, we are up. we are pretty good on questions. Okay, cool. So uh, anyway, we we're gonna gotta wrap this up really soon. So let's just go on to our own predictions for season three. And now your after buzz TV predictions. Okay, I'm gonna go with somebody different first. They always go with Will, so let's go with Anna. This time, do you have anything? I don't know what I have. Oh, I feel like I threw stuff out all over the place. <laughs> give us some of that. Give, give what do you throw out? Yeah, give us some of what you threw mm. out. Um, well, super, super baby clones from Helena and the new male clones. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I give up on it. It's hard to predict <laughs> this It's show. hard to predict a new season as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, what do you want and, to see in this season? How about this? What do you want to see in season three? I want to see Paul bitching out again in front of Cal. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> I want to see the um, Kira is a wonder child rumors put to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to see. I'm so sorry because I love her, but I would like to see Kasima die. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, <laughs> not, not, not awesome that Kasima died. Yeah. Just awesome that you that I was came able to like, yes. come up with yes. words Absolutely. out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, I would like to see an expanded role of the Prolethians even more next season. I think they're going to be going after Mark and Gracie. I think that's where their storyline is really going to be. Um, and I do hope the clones band together and try to find out where Helena is. Yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, the fact is, none of the clones. We're aware, I think, that Helena was pregnant when she got taken. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's interesting. I'm very curious about our basically male Helena that, uh, that Miriam is holding on to. Uh, that's, that's cool for me. Um, I feel like there aren't going to be tons of multi-clone scenes next year because it's just, it's so difficult to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what do I want? You know what I want? Here's an idea for Allison. You have Grace, Mark and Gracie uh, hide out in the suburbs with her uh, when they're hiding out from the Prolethians. I'd love to see the Neolutionists come back with crazy future tech and be scary and awesome. And let's just, let's get some deaths. Let's get some character stakes raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's get Kira. Yes, I say either Wonder Child yes or Wonder Child no. Let's have it confirmed and let's have everybody know about it. I, I would like to see, that's great. Uh, I would like to see, I would like to see a threat to all of the clones, kind of like it felt like season one with Helena could have killed everybody. I, you know, it's great that Kasima, it's great that Kasima got sick, but we didn't see anyone else get sick. And I think maybe that's why, <laughs> and I think ultimately maybe that's why she's not healed yet because we get to see the stakes get raised perhaps and maybe we get to see the symptoms coming out with Allison, for example, or or somebody else. So I, I would love to see that. I definitely would love to see uh, uh, more multi-clone scenes, even though they're tough, at least two-person scenes. I'd like to see them more working more together with each other. I'd love to see the illusionists. I really want to see some biohacks. I want to see that world a little bit more. Um, yeah, and, and uh, ultimately, I, I definitely want to see, uh, I want to see more of the male clones right now and, and see how this gets to be, if it gets to be a battle between the male clones and the, and the female clones. I'd yeah. love to see that. 
So, uh, yeah, ultimately, this was a really awesome season. It really opened up a lot of doors. Uh, like I said, it, we expanded the world, which I think is the best thing we could say about season two. And uh, and even though season three, I know you guys said season three hasn't been confirmed, I do know that they're going to be a Comic-Con, so I'm pretty sure that yeah, I think in some capacity... I think be, they're just being coy it about it. It would be ludicrous for them not to, to have a season three, especially if they're going to go to Comic-Con. So hopefully we'll be over there and we'll be able to do a report. Maybe we'll get to do something before uh, season three starts. But till then, on a can we find you? You can follow me at Copple for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Will? At The Real Will Link on Twitter and listen to my podcast, Will Sean Podcast on the Westcast Network. Mr. Lieberman? You can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. I'm going to be at VidCon this weekend for SourceFed, so if you're down in Anaheim, you can come meet me. Or uh, July 5th, I'm doing a comedy show at the Kirk Douglas Theater as a member of DJ Fawcett. It's at 8 p.m. Saturday, July 5th. Come see it in L.A. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also find all four of us on so many different AfterBuzz shows. It's summertime, but there's still TV to be watched, and we are still doing recaps. So, uh, till season three, uh, check us out then. Thanks for a lot for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 